0: Welcome to the Main Men Project. This is your man DB, transformed from trauma victim into a victor over trauma and your emotional empowerment coach. You announced out inside a project where every Monday we're bringing you an empowering person or message to dismantle society's false sense of masculinity and change the male narrative. Thanks for coming through today. We teach boys at a shockingly early age to match feelings of emotional vulnerability and physical pain beneath responses that are more acceptable for males. Andrew Rainer my guest today is the Academy Community-Based Service Director, which is a program that works with core-adjudicated youth in the community in four PA counties. He is also the director and court liaison for Delaware County, as well as a defensive coordinator for the Chester High School Clippers, where he is entering his 15th season as a coach and second as a D coordinator. This guy I'm bringing on today is my good friend and former teammate. Pillar of his community, Lafenis Terry the Third. This is going to be a great show, so make sure you leave a rating and review. Also, be sure to share, share, share with those you think would benefit from this show. The Made Men Project is for every man and every woman that has men in her life that she loves and cares for. Now let's get
1: to the show. Hey yo, fellas, we we made men. We made men. Try to believe that within. I just I know you are, but tell me you a good man Tell me you're a good man So many men are being crushed Society told the mans to be tough Yes, you, yes, you are enough I just want to be a good man I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a good man Yes, you are a good man Right beside you, I'm right behind you. I know that life could be hard. No, you're not a coward, you got the power for talking about your scars. No, you're not soft. Let me inspire you, empower you because Society may wanna see you fall. You got another brother to call. So many men are being crushed. Society told the man's to be tough. Yes, you guess you are enough. Don't fluff, okay. I can't relate to you, brother, cause you're a man. Yes, you are a man. Hey, hey I'm here, my brother know i love you yes you yes you are enough i just want to be a good, good man i can not relate good to you brother cuz you're a good man yes you are a good man
0: What's up, family? Welcome back to the Mayman Project. I'm your host, DB, and today I'm bringing on my former teammate and good friend, LeFenis Terry III. LeFenis is a director and court liaison for Delaware County. He is also an avid supporter of his community and is going into his 15th year of coaching football for his alma mater, Chester High School. And it's actually the second year as the official DC. LeFenis also coaches the throwers in track and field at Chester High. And today, the fitness is going to help me to dismantle society's false sense of masculinity because so many men are being crushed on the societal demands to be tough, deny any kind of vulnerability, sensitivity, or any turn of hurt and pain. It's time to change that narrative. So, it's going to be a great show with so many things you guys are going to pay attention to. But first, really quickly. If you're a man who knows that you have the potential to do great things, but just not sure how to get from where you are to where you want to be, trapped in mental and emotional bondage and being crushed on the self leaning beliefs and behaviors, it's time to stop struggling with the stress, anxiety, self-doubt and fear. And look me up on LinkedIn at DB Empowers and send me a message and we will book your free no pitch clarity call so you can learn about me and my team, and if and how we can help you master your emotions and experience more confidence, certainty, and authenticity within the next 60 days. All right, my man, brother LaFennis, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show, my man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate the invite, man. Nah, brother, I appreciate you being on here, man. I, I You know, I, I really admire you and what you do, man. For people who don't know, the finish comes from one of the toughest cities per per square foot per pop per capital. Like he comes from one of the toughest cities in the nation, Chester PA. And a lot of people might not know about Chester because it's small, but man, Chester has a crime rate. Chester has a lot of things that go on there. And it gets a bad rap because you're great people. There's great athletes. There's great, there's great individuals that come for the city of Chester. And my man is on the ground every day fighting the struggle in the community working with young people man and i just admire you so much for what you're doing brother i just want you to know you. i see you i applaud you man and i love what you're doing for your community my man
2: thank you thank you man i mean it's it's, it's in my heart you know and yeah and our, our, our slogan is because you know the clippers were orange and black i bleed orange and black you know it, it may be yeah. who i am so it's only right that I, I go back there and try to improve it you know what i mean
0: Man, absolutely, brother. And we're going to dig into that. I want to start with this first question, man. Uh, you know, when you were growing up, man, who mm-hmm. what was your example of a man when you were growing up?
2: Um, now That's a very interesting one because I grew up in a household, uh, single parent, dad dipped out after like three years old. You know, he mm-hmm. drug addiction, like so many of our, our you know, mm-hmm. youth and, and families growing up in the urban area. Um, Then my mom also stepped in a bad bad direction, you know, alcohol problems, had a little bit of drug problems. So I was kind of forced to look towards my coaches, man. And that's Mm. that's the role I've I've taken now in the community. One of the biggest roles I take, um, my examples were were either men in school or my coaches. And Mm. and for the most part, they were my examples on how to be a man. I mean, I did have an active grandfather that later on, you know, stepped up and kind of supported when he saw I didn't have. That man in the house, you know, and my mom tried the best she could with what she could, but yeah, it was um yeah. in the, to name a couple specific people, uh my 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 O line D line coach for four years, Coach Bo. Yeah. Um, my my D coordinator, Coach Howard, Peach Howard, my yeah. head coach Charles Coles, and, and a couple figures in the school, uh Mr. Pastor Williams, who passedly uh recently passed away, and mm. Keith Teller, you know, just a couple people that yeah. for, for the most part in the community kind of standing on two feet the way I am now.
0: Oh man, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, you talk about the struggles you dealt with coming up from a single parent household, man. You're right, that is common in the black community. I dealt right. with it, many other people dealt with it, man. That is a common denominator, man. But being that your father wasn't in the home and you've seen these different men that showed up in your life, what did being a man mean to you at a young age?
2: Really, I, at a young age, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, and and, you know they had a a role but their role was still kind of backed off it wasn't like I was seeing them every day they weren't giving me direction every day and I I think the biggest impact was seeing the negative things like the people like my dad and other men who I know I didn't want to be like yeah just going the opposite direction though um and and just knowing as a young man what I was missing in my life figuring hey a man is supposed to step up and fulfill those things you know so that's what kind of Gear me towards, you know, I gotta be the opposite of, sorry, sad to say, my father, who I'm named after, um, mm. and that's the kind of, you know, and, and I look at my children now, and I have two daughters, uh, I have a 14 year old that's a freshman at Bonner Prendy, and I have a two year old, and just just knowing what what I lack, I'm, I'm making sure that they have no worries about it, you know, yeah. so I mean, just my my picture of being a man was kind of kind of kind of fuzzy, and, and I didn't really go into football until ninth grade. Um, I, yeah, I didn't, I played one year of weight ball and then I, I didn't play again until ninth grade. So I was 14 until I really got a, mm-hmm. someone in my life that was really just me and my mom. So, um, yeah, man. And, and and they started to mold the picture and the older I get, I think it with maturity, I kind of realized what it needed to be. Cause it, it wasn't a 14, 15, knowing what I need to be. It was more 18, yeah. 19, 20, when I kind of got a clearer picture of what I needed to be as a man.
0: So, like I said, for people, who don't know about Chester PA and the things that go on in there. How did you navigate that landscape? How did you get from there to where you are right now?
2: I get that question a lot, man, you know, especially with, yeah. with my role when they see me in the courtrooms and they, you know, say, LaFinis, where are you from? And I, I'll say, I'm from Chester PA and their eyes get big, like, how'd you make it out of there? Like I was in a freaking war zone, you know? Yeah. Um, then they see they see the tattoos yeah i'm a product of my environment but you know i don't carry myself you know yeah i, mean, I, I carry myself in the way i should um sports was a big thing um because I, I went into chester high not doing what i was supposed to do uh my first my first market period in high school straight f's um mm. then i, I became a, a solid athlete they kept me eligible still was getting by with these type deal and I got to my senior year, like, dang, my, my grades are so screwed up. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but I think my love for, for, for sports, that, that's what kept me off the street, hands down. Okay. Um, my mom was uh, pretty much one of the first people in my family to graduate from college. She did actually graduate from college. She graduated from Cheney. Now I was say my, my mom actually graduated from Cheney and had a solid career and had an issue and, and lost everything. So she kind of was that example, like, you know, college is the way to go. So I, my head coach said, hey, I got a place for you, Daddy is Stevens, you know, and, and I didn't have the grades to get into any universities. I had like a 1.26, I think I graduated with, a cumulative. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think the love of sports kept me at least off the street. I had an older brother that was in the game. He ended up doing 10 years fair time for being out in the street. Another mm. example, you know, he was my stepbrother. Um, mm. So I, I think just the examples and seeing how people were falling, Watch how my family were falling, friends of mine, like even my circle now. And I grew up, it's only one person that I still am like this with my circle, because everybody else is either dead or in jail. Yeah, man. You know, and,
0: and
2: it's, it's my one right hand man. He me and him, the only two that from my graduating class to play
0: football that went in the right direction. Everybody else fell off for the most part. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. And I and I want to shout out the famous, the life saving, Thaddeus Stevens College of Technology. That's where we met at, Mike. You, that place saved my life. Yeah, that was my own option right there when i graduated from high school man i graduated 1.999 you know what i'm saying so i had that was my cumulative you know what i'm saying like i carried a 3.5 my senior year but i messed up so much Mm -hmm. my freshman sophomore and most of my junior year that by the time i got right it wasn't nothing and Thaddeus stevens coach laux shout out to coach laux man um I came into that family, man, and just that that place saved my life. So I, I know, you know, what it meant for you. I think it meant the same for a lot of people that was there at that time, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you said sports, you know, saved you, and that's the same thing for me. But, you know, the thing about it, I, w- I want to dig into your choices a little bit more into some of the things that guided you because you guys had many talented athletes come out of Chester. Right, Not right. everyone right. made those right choices are made. So what led you to make the right choices, man? Because regardless of whether your skill set was there or not, you still have that temptation. You still have right. that right. distraction. So what led you to keep on pushing through that stuff?
2: Right. Well, it, throughout high school, it was more of my love. I wanted the ball, wanted the ball, wanted the ball. That was always my, my leading influence as far as my decision-making initially. Um, but I was still as I said, wasn't doing the right things in classroom. Then that I actually had yeah. a friend of mine come to me. And it was a female that I was dealing with at the time. yeah. And she said the realest thing to me ever. She sat me down as my peer. You know, when the old mm. head said, you kind of be like, all right, old head. You know what I mean? But she sat me down and was like the Because she had a couple classes with me. She like, yeah. yo, you're very intelligent. You do understand that you're wasting your life. And coming from like my shoulder, I'm looking like, yo, did she just say that to me? You know what I mean? It, it kind of was like, yo. And I started thinking like, yeah, I gotta get out of here. And I, and I and and then that's when I that's my senior year, started doing my work like you, tried to catch up, still was fell short. But it yeah. was that and and I think it was just saying examples, man. I was I was always aware of my surroundings. I watched how people lived, I watched how their decisions affected them, you know. And and like I said, and I didn't have to go far for it because I had people in my household that was making bad decisions and bam, look what happened. Something yeah. like, do I want that to be me? You know, and then and, and just Homies getting sent to Glen Mills that play with me at the high up at Glen Mills next year. Like, do I want to be locked up? You know, yeah. I've always, I've I made some bad decisions, but I, I never. I mean, I always thought things through, and still made yeah. some bad decisions because I knew the consequence wasn't that bad on the backside. Yeah. But when I, I thought it was a consequence that could really, really jam me, I, I usually went the other way. So I, I think i I'm, I've always had pretty good decision making as far as you know, life turning decisions. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and, and like I said, the, the the examples was the big thing for me because I've seen so many people go down, seen so many people take it from this, this earth. It's like I definitely don't want that to be me, so let me, you yeah. know. Yeah, I just want to lay low and play football.
0: That's all I wanted to do when I was a young boy, you know. You, you had that observational learning. I learned that way too. I, knew, I didn't want to be like my dad. You know, that's, right, that's right. the biggest thing for me. I did not want to be like my dad. And, you know, at 14 years old, man, 15, actually, me and my grandfather got really, really close. That was, he became my father. Like, that was, I called him Pop. I called him Dad. That was my dad. And that was a turning point for me at 15. Because before that, I didn't, he he was always my granddad. And we always, but I found a different level of appreciation for him when I turned 15. And what I was searching for, for for that man, I got that in my grandfather. You know, I got that. That, and that that was that was helpful to me at that time, man. So, you know, you're big in your community, brother. You're, you're doing a lot. You you know you're 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 helping you're, you're helping the youth. Tell me, what's the most challenging part about what you're doing right now, man?
2: I want to say the mindset of our youth. Um, it, it's very tough. I mean, but as you said, a lot aren't familiar with Chester, PA. It's very dug in as far as gang, territory gang. I mean, we don't have Crips and Bloods, but we have, I would say at least 15 to 20 different areas or quote unquote hoods in Chester.
0: Yeah,
2: And some of them are as close as across the freaking street, man. And they're constantly shooting at each other, killing each other. And -hmm. it's just the mindsets because they're, and, and a lot of people try to look at factors. This is what's causing it. That's what's causing it. It's so many different variables at play that's causing the situation that we have in some of these urban areas Mm. um I started working with youth in 2005 and up until today I've lost at least 30 kids to the street none of them lived to see 21 and and that's not counting how many I've lost that have committed a homicide I mean just freaking two weeks ago I had one student go down for a shooting in a bowling alley where six people got shot one got killed and then the day before that I had a 14, 15 year old get locked up for double homicide in Chester. So it's like, you know, and you, you dig into the families and you build those relationships with the families. And I I have families where I've had two, three, four kids in the household. So like, you know, I, have and I'm so well-known, especially with coaching. So my name's so dug in in my city and and in my community and everybody knows what I'm about, you know, trying to help, but it's just breaking the mentalities because a lot of times it's passed down from the parents, um, You try to look into some of these kids' souls. It's like sometimes you feel as though uh, it's tough to say, but some of them are just so far gone. And then when you get a kid and you touch a kid and you reach a kid and he wants to exit the game, he can't because he still has to go back to that environment every day. You know, so it's tough, man. We have kids that won't go to school out of fear of people shooting at him every day. So it's like, how do you say, no, you need to walk to school and put yourself in danger? You know, and then on the back end, schools hey, well, he's missing school. Well, do you understand this situation? Do you understand this guy stashing guns outside in bushes? And 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 guys get calls where they coming through three, four deep in the car because such and such is walking down the street, you know? And and a lot of people don't realize how it's really the situation, it can really be like a a HBO documentary, man. Somebody came down with cameras and, and 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 actually dug into what's going on. I mean, just last year. I lost two players. And that's as soon as COVID hit and to stop the kids from coming and working out with us. We lost two football players and one basketball player all from Chester High within a 30-day period
0: you lost three players,
2: man. Like, yeah, it's just the mindset. That's the toughest thing. I mean, we offer a lot of services. We offer counseling services, you know, we work with decision-making with the kids, uh, anger management. Um, We do like gun violence. We have counselors on staff for bereavement, you know, I mean, we, we, we address so many things, but just the core is even if you put all these programs in a kid's life and you offer them all this help, We have programs that's taking them to find jobs. You know, we're making sure they're in school. We're taking them to get their community service done. We're we're offering all these services, but at the end of the day, if that kid's mindset doesn't change, it's it's, I, I hate to say it's a waste, but pretty much that's what it is
0: tough you know I've yeah. been there brother for you know long time you know my, my my background was in corrections I did adult corrections I left adult corrections because I'm like you know what they're setting their ways there's no changing them so I went yeah. to juvenile corrections and when I was in juvenile yeah. corrections man I, I've been where you've been brother you build these bonds with these kids some, some of the worst kids who they claim are, are too far gone and you build these bonds and you start seeing changes and then they're going back to that same environment to that concrete jungle yeah. where Yep. They don't have a lot of resources. They don't have the mind. They don't have the support system just yep. inside the home. You know what I'm saying? Inside the home to, to help them and teach them to show them how to do better, man. And I used to tell people all the time, it was a rough job, but the hardest part about my job, it wasn't kids ready to fight me because I'm trying to hold them accountable and making sure they're doing the right thing. It wasn't me being cussed. I've been spit on. I had feces thrown at me. I had urine thrown. Like, it's not... That wasn't the hardest part of my job. The hardest part of my job is when we when we get through that part. When we get through that, your 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 custom behavior. That's what you're that's how you're used to acting and responding. When we get through that part, I start having a breakthrough and teaching you better habits, teaching you better ways to manage your emotions and to respond to the things went in around you. Then you go home. Yeah. Then I get that phone call. Hey, you know so-and-so just got killed. Yeah. Hey, you know so-and-so just got locked up. Mm-hmm. You know, so-and-so just blew somebody's head. Like, that was the hardest part about my job. And we Absolutely. all get that news, man. We yep. all get that. So I feel where you're at with that. So let me ask you, man, what, what are some things you do to manage the, the the demands of your job? What are some things you do to take care of yourself and practice self-care to recharge your mental and emotional batteries?
2: Well, through, throughout my career, I've learned that I can't take it home. Mm-hmm. I can't take it home. I mean... Coaching football is really my release, my stress lever. Me, we working out, is I relieve stress that way. But I, I understand and realize now because I, I got early in my career, I got so deep and tied into some of these kids. And, and it's like, you know, their families and they, it's like it's to a point where they almost become family, you know. And yeah. then when you lose one, it's like it hits you and it breaks you down. Um, mm-hmm. And then I got to finding that I was become getting to a point where I was becoming numb to it. And I think that's maybe even worse than being being attached because you shouldn't be numb to death. Um, and, and it's just it, they're so surrounded because even like the, the kids, like our kids experience so much trauma. It's not funny. Yeah. And because they have this trauma in and, and, and one of what this is about, they don't want help. They, they say, I'm cool. You're not cool. Yeah. myself I'm not cool it took me to my mid-30s to realize what I don't want to say mid-30s to my early 30s to realize it's okay to go to council yeah it, it's so it's okay to talk about your feelings you know and, and and it came with maturity you know my 20s I was still young and gunning oh, I'm good I'm good I'm good now, I, I now I'm married I got two kids household it's it's with the maturity I've learned that it's okay to, to sit down and talk to somebody to release those problems and and try to get counseling and and that's what I try to let these kids know because the, the one day we got the phone call walk in and I see one of our kids in the hallway with his head down and I, and I you know I sensed that I knew what was going on and I took him outside I'm like let it out he looked at me like what you mean coach I said son let it out he broke down crying you know it, these kids got to realize these their emotions and their this trauma they they need help for it. And us as men, we can't be too proud and oh, we good. No, no, we're not good. Anybody that experiences death that often and becomes numb to it and and emotions, just growing up in, in, in the hood, it's, it's so many things we go through. So much we see, seeing your parents do drugs, seeing people shot, seeing hearing gunshots at night. Like it's not normal, but it's becoming normal to us. And that's a sad thing that that's the norm. Like I remember one time I was in practice maybe two, three years ago, we were on the field you hear, do, 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 Shots rang out, no one flinched, no one turned. No one was like, yo, what's that? Because it's the norm, you know? And, and, and it's happened more than once. Like we've had shootings outside of our football game. We had a scrimmage against uh, George Washington from Philly. Joker's start dumping. Our kids just walking like nothing's going on. You know, it, it's it's just the, just the norm of our society in urban areas, what it's become, it's, it's scary. And me dealing with it myself, like, I find my release, man. I late. Listen, if I go downstairs and play 2K for an hour, let my yeah. mind go. Go play yeah. mad. And I find little things to occupy me that I enjoy doing. But my biggest release is, is coaching, man. Being around those kids, it releases me from any stress that I may have. Even if it's at home with the wife. Not saying i will be, you know what no, I mean? No, the, I like the whole crib. But if, even if it's home, it's my release. You got you to gotta find that time for yourself. Like you said, self-care is very important. You got to find that whatever activity that, that may be to release it, man. And and now that's important. And you got to find time for it every day if you need
0: it. (laughs) It is, man. Because, you know, the thing about it, man, being in that environment that you're in right now, you're reliving that trauma as well, bro. Like that is that community trauma is real. That intergenerational trauma is real, man. And, and, you know, I I speak about trauma often, man, because I, I want people to know that, you know, it's not so much about minimizing what happened to you or anything like that, but I want you to know that you are not what happened to you. And you don't have to stay in that situation, that pattern mm-hmm. of, of beliefs and those patterns of behaviors based on the things that happened to you. Like you can adapt, recover and grow from your trauma, but it, it takes work. It takes deliberate and intentional action, man. So right. a lot of times we run into people that want to blame and complain about, oh, I, you know, the, about the things that happened. And once again, not to negate, but, just because it happened when it has to continue to happen or that you have to keep going through it or allowing those things to dictate your behavior. So it, it's hard, man, it's tough, but you brung up something I really wanna to touch on and that's masculinity, man. And I wanna look at it from a different standpoint, like, you know, it's a false sense of masculinity. So what do you tell your young boys? I know you say you know, you tell them to open up and cry, but like, what, what's one piece of advice you would give a man of, a man of any age about masculinity?
2: Um, that's a good question. I I would say not to overthink it. You yeah. know, everybody puts these rules to being a man. Um, mm. I, I look at every person's situation is different. Yeah. You know, you don't have to live up to a specific standard to meet what you need to meet when you become an adult in your household or being a young man. Yeah. Um, you have to look at your situation and understand what you need to do to get to where you need to be. And you make that standard for yourself. Don't try to be what the next person is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would definitely I mean, even with like my example and I've had kids like coach, I won't be like, man, listen, be better than me. Yeah. You know, I, I may be setting a standard that's a little more high than what you're used to seeing. You know, you might used to seeing professionals and like when I'm in court, you know, suited up. Oh, cool, you, you, I come to practice with my suit on. They'd be like, oh,
0: coach. But it's, right, right, but it's, right. It's so
2: unusual to see a brother walking in the hood with a suit on. You know, people, like, yo, he police? No, I'm not. You know, <laughs> it, it, it get like that, you know, because people are not used to seeing, you know, that standard. Now, it's a couple of things I do say every young man. Listen, you need to learn how to tie a tie. Yeah, you know you you yeah. need to own at least one suit yeah. you know and, and and don't be ashamed or you know because a lot of kids they worry about their peers and what their peers think be your own person be your own person you know if you want to wear that pair of shoes at school oh, they're going to take man don't worry about that be yourself be your own man um and then i mean just every every situation is different so I, I mean i would say Every piece of advice I do give to a young man, I try to tell it towards their life because, you know, we're all different. We all have different needs. We all have different uh wants. We all have, uh you know, different, different uh, aspirations and want to do different things. So I kind of tell, tell her it to who I'm speaking to. But, yeah, you know, my, my basis, man, be yourself and understand what you need to do to get ahead in life and be the man that you need to be. Don't be someone else's man.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I want to ask you a question, brother. When when you hear these words, it's one of the first thought that comes to your mind okay vulnerability and transparency
2: hmm. i think our kids are vulnerable
0: hmm. okay
2: um it's it's so many systems they don't have protection from um and they, a lot of them don't have the education or at least the the because my my thing i always use is a toolbox and yeah. our kids don't have
1: Those enough tools.
2: tool to that toolbox yeah. to go to work and be successful yeah um, compare it to some that are outside from the urban areas um transparency um i would say don't give it to everybody you okay. know be transparent to people that you know have your best interests mm. at mind um you know you don't gotta put everything on social media and let everybody know what you're doing yeah you know it's you know because they the social media thing is just out of line but um <laughs> those are the, those are the first thoughts i have on those two
0: I I love it. You know, that's a different twist, man. A lot of times when people talk about vulnerability and transparency, we look at like men struggle with being vulnerable. Men struggle with allowing ourselves to feel, allowing ourselves to be able to manage those emotions or even act like you have emotions. And then transparency, you know, no one wants to show about like, you know, your perception of it or like how you, how you view it, man. That's, that's important, man. So, you know, One thing I want to ask you, we talked about what you love as far as like football and how you decompress and do self-care, but what are some other things that you do that bring you joy?
2: Family, family, Mm. family, family. I'm a very big family man. Yeah. Um, That's another thing I try to preach to our kids because they put their homies over their family. Mm. A lot of times, you know, I just lost my mother probably three, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But four years ago, that's still the toughest thing I've ever faced in life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I try to get our youth to, and even young men to, you know, appreciate their moms and honor their moms the way that, you know, the Lord, the Lord wants us to,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: their parents. Um, yeah, fam, family. I mean, I, I love to travel. That's probably one of my, my big things that I can't really do like that right now. Then I just had the baby. So we got a two-year-old that we got to plan around. Um, yeah. But my my biggest thing is family, man. I love hosting. I love having my family here. Yeah. My grandfather used to do family cookouts every year. So as I got my house five, six years ago, I started that back up.
0: Um, yeah, yeah.
2: And yeah, it's just, man, family. Like I, I can be home with my wife and my kids and I'm, man, I'm happy as can be, bro. I, I, I you know, I, I don't need to be, you know, I I would love to travel, but man, if I, I can, and I, I wake up in the morning and see my wife smile, going to see my daughter in the crib, I'm, I'm content with that because it's like growing up with nothing makes you appreciate having something so much more, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I don't know if a lot of people were like a lot of people seeing my sneaker collection. I got eighty pair of Jordans because I didn't have it when I was a kid, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, right. I went crazy, and I'm like, I'm now. I'm like, all right, I, I was tripping, you know. But you know, just just growing up with nothing, I think it 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 makes you stronger. It made me stronger. Yeah. Um, but but everyone's not don't don't have that mental that mental um. That's where I'm looking for. Um, that, that mindset to be able to make it through, you know, so and, and that's why I, I try to reach out to the kids that I see that, okay, that kid's not strong enough, let me try to support him to get him through this, you know, because I see where he's going to end up at, so.
0: Mm, yeah, that's powerful, man. So, I asked this question a couple of people, like it stumps so much, so I'm going to ask in two different ways, and you, ask, you answer whatever way resonates with you, but what type of legacy are you leaving in this world, or how do you want to be remembered when it's all said and done?
2: Great question. Great question. Um, I, I say it from two different views. It's one way how I want to be remembered by my family, and then it's another way I want to be remembered by the community. Wow. Um, and from my family, I, I want to be remembered as a as a awesome father and husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be remembered like in in that I cared. You know, and I, I put everything on the line to support my family, and and did everything that you know God God would expect me to do, and and that's good in His eyesight. Um, as far as the community, my 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 thing always was in our in, in the line of field we work in. I've worked with many kids, and I, I've mentioned all the kids I lost, all the kids that've been locked up. I look at it as if I help save one life, mm. if I help change one life, mm. that's a lot more than any, than a, many, many people could say. Um, I think my community already sees me how I want to be remembered. They know where my heart lies. They know what I'm about. They know I care and I'm always willing to help. Yeah. And I don't think there's one person in this world that wouldn't see me like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to be remembered as somebody that cared, you know, that that came back and, and tried to pull up, you know, pull pull those crabs out of that barrel, you know, because they're they're steadily pulling down. Guess what? I'm gonna keep pulling up, and like I mean, even in the position I am, I mean, I started at a different company. Now that I'm I'm a director at, for the academy where I'm at. I'm constantly pulling on Chester people to come work for me when they get their degrees. I've I've pulled maybe one, two, three, four five i've hired five or was a part of hiring five people from my community because it's 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 just that that see pride we call it man you know i have pride in my city and i know it's a lot of good people there and some of them just need, need you just throw them a bone man to, you don't know, be successful so i take pride in and you know in my city man look it's, it's tatted i got right. my Clippers shit, like you know i everybody know i love chess you know and, and that's where my heart is and and, I mean, I, I jokingly said to my wife, she think I'm joking, but I'm serious. When I die, cremate me, spread my ashes in the Chester Creek next to Chester High, man. Mm. Put, me back, put me back in the city I came from. And she's sitting there like, no. And I'm like, it's going to be in my will. So you go ahead and do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, <with> right, it. <laughs> right. Hey, man, I love it,
0: brother. That's that's deep, man. That's deep, brother. I love it. So switching gears real quick, man. You guys are doing what, spring football right now? Yeah, it's going to be tough. We, we This
2: has been our first Week of practicing actually on the field. Um, yeah. and our first game is next week. Wow! So we, we've we had two weeks. Like now, now I don't even because me at DC, I don't even have my guys going up against other guys yet because I'm not gonna, you know, throw them out there and not know what they're doing. So I'm trying to line trash cans up, make sure we line yeah. up, yeah. make sure we yeah. know our plays. And yeah, it's it's but I'm, I'm just glad our kids are over opportunity to play because you know, everybody right. in the state played in September except for our league. Philadelphia, uh, public league, and like maybe five, six other teams in the state, and our kids just didn't get to have a senior year. So I'm I'm just happy for them. I mean, at practice this week, their eyes were lit up just being able to run. Even when we, I was running them, and I was dubbing them yesterday, man. Right, right. right. Let's go, let's go run. And they're running, they're smiling, you know, because they're getting that opportunity to get off the streets, you know. And that, and that was a real big impact for us because we stay engaged with our. Our program is not a traditional program, man. We're, we're led by an amazing man, Coach Ladante Bell. He's yeah. from D.C., but he's come up here, and he actually was Byron Leftwich running back in high school. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he he's our head coach now, man. This dude is phenomenal. Stuff that he does, like Brian Dawkins came down and awarded him tickets to the Super Bowl when the Eagles went just because of the stuff that he does, you know, with the, with the violence in our city. He, he got a van. He picks kids up door to door. He's taking them home every night, door to door. And he's getting home 9 o'clock at night just to make sure his kids get to and from practice safely. Right. And, I mean, all the coaches, we're all helping them, but we're following this league, man. And our program has, has bonded as a family, especially with the losses we've had. And we know we're the only outlet a lot of these kids have. Yeah. You know, we – and then we looked at – you know, Chester's looked at it in, in the light of this, but our last season, man, we sent eight kids to play college football. Wow. No one in our county it came close to it wow you know so it's like yeah Chester high yeah Chester check guess what well we're getting kids out of here and getting them on the field uh collegiately you know so it's 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 a family and and we're building I'm just glad to have the kids back we we lost a couple because COVID man COVID was real a lot of people don't realize the effect that it had on kids trauma wise Mm -hmm. it it, it was serious you know everybody oh you got to stay in the house it was a little deeper than that for some yeah Yeah. a lot of kids failing because of the, the virtual things you know they have uh, you know, IEPs or they may have uh, need Absolutely. additional support that they can't yeah. get. And, you know, and then we were told, you know, we can't go to the houses because, you know, because of COVID. It, yeah. You know, it's, it's a whole funky situation, but we're just trying to get back to normal, man. We're trying a to get lot back of to people
0: normal. fell through the cracks when COVID
2: hit. Absolutely, man. People
0: who were already just barely hanging on got lost. Yep. And it's so sad, man. Absolutely. So, what, what are you guys looking like this year? Like, is the game going to be on Saturday? Like, how is that going to be looking? And, and what's you? Well, we have five games. Okay, um, all of them are on Saturday,
2: Saturday morning, Saturday afternoons. Um, we play our first game next Saturday versus Interboro. Um Okay, I, I don't think at our home field we're allowing anybody in but they're going to be broadcasting on CMP uh, radio. It's like, it's a radio station here in Chester. Okay. And they do like live broadcast. So they'll broadcast the same way they've been doing the basketball team. Okay. Um, so everybody can see it. But yeah, I think it's going to be close to the, the public. And we have five games, first two away. We come home, then we have another way, another home. And it's going to be crazy because I'm the track coach. And track starts like towards the last two football games. So I'm going to be trying right. to do both. Right. And after the track done, we right back in the football season. You know, because we play we play in August again. So it's gonna be interesting, but I'm just glad the kids are, you know, out, you know, off their butts from the front of that phone, you know, out there running around, being around positive role models and role models and and you know, being active, man. So that's that's the big thing. I'm glad they're back running around.
0: That's awesome. Well, good luck this year, brother. The second year D.C., man. I hope your defense does very well. Thank you. down, brother. Listen, man, I definitely want to catch up with you soon, but I want you to know, man, you are definitely a made man. You are motivated. You are accessible. You are disciplined. You are expressive. And I appreciate everything you're doing, not just for yourself, but for your community, for these young people that really need you, man. So keep doing what you're doing, man. I applaud you, and I appreciate you, brother.
2: Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man.
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. All right, brother, you have a good one, man. You as well. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I truly hope something during this episode resonated with you. It is my hope that you know that no matter what you're dealing with or what you're going through, you don't have to suffer in silence, isolation, and shame. We all have struggles. We all have things that we are dealing with. And ignoring or avoiding what you're thinking and feeling and not allowing yourself to be vulnerable or express any internal hurt and pain doesn't make you more of a man. Please understand that. Also, please, share this episode. You never know what someone is going through, and something in this episode may help. Remember, no matter what it is or how hard it is, that's not all there is. You don't have to stay stuck or struggling. Your power is in your choices. So what type of choices are you going to make today? I'm
1: I'm here, my brother. I, I love you Yes you guess you are enough I just want to be a good man I can't relate to you brother cuz you're a good man Yes you are a good man